Live from New York, it's Ask This Engineer. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Ask Engineer. We're still here, we're just going to keep doing this every week until the end every, of the earth. Every day, every uh, way. Every day and every way. It's me, Lady Ada, with me is Mr. Lady Ada. Uh, coming to you from downtown Manhattan, where we do our manufacturing and our media production. So Yeah. We're indoors, but uh, we're still... We're at home right now. Doing electronics. Um, we'll have some factory footage. We do a staggered shift at Adafruit to keep all of our teams safe. So we have uh, about you know, 100 people or so, three different floors doing our shifts. So we keep everyone um, safe, minimal amount of people, lots of distance. I think we're keeping like 20 feet away. Yeah. Um, it's Masks, it's gloves, dividers. And, and more... And we're shipping everything safely. Thank you, everyone, for your orders. Um, we're still in business, which is good. Um, so thank you. Don't forget to go to adafruit.com and place an order. So um, we do a weekly show called Ask an Engineer. That's what we're doing right now. That's right. And do you want to uh, you want to kick it off? Let's kick it off. All right. On tonight's show, we'll talk about folks that run Show & Tell, Pack Show & Tell this week. We also had a special edition one with JP and the folks over at Hack Club for the summer of making. Speaking of JP, we'll talk about what was on JP shows last week and upcoming, along with a Make Code Minute. We have some circuit Python news, Python and hardware news. We have some time travel. We have main New York City factory footage, 3D printing, DigiKey Native Fruit will present, INMPI. We got new products. We got some top secret. We'll answer your questions. We do that over on Discord, Adafruit.it. Just 25,000 members. That's right. Amazing. All that and more on you guessed it. Ask an engineer. Okay. Okay. Um, so first up, let's uh, just go over some stuff. Um, the Adafruit site. We do our little reminder, which we've tried to do for a while. Please continue to wear a mask, everybody. Um, we've been operating as an essential business early on. Mm -hmm. So we uh, manufactured face shields for New York City. We, we manufactured essential electronics from things from ventilators to all sorts of sensors. And uh, our team came back when, um, even though we could have came back early, we came back basically when um, New York State said, okay, like everybody could come back. Yeah. So, um, this is, you know, some pictures of our team pre-COVID. And when you place an order, these are the folks that you continue to keep employed. Thank you. It is hard running a company right now. That's and, right. Um, it is one of those things where um, I'm... I'm glad we didn't do a retail store. I'm glad like we don't have to do things that other companies do, but we do have to continue to get electronics to all of you. And the only way you can do that is if you place an order. So yeah. 
Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's tough. New York City is, is definitely struggling. Um, you know, we're part of the city. We employ New Yorkers and we're in New York. And so, you know, we're part of this, this ecosystem. And it's tough to watch what's happening. A lot of, a lot of businesses yeah. are struggling and I have a lot of um, sympathy for them. It's, it's really, really tough. You know, we see restaurants and retail stores and, and businesses and hotels and they, you know, New York has a, a really cool culture of not just always shopping at the chain stores. We have a lot of independently owned businesses. Yeah. And those are the ones that are actually having the toughest time. Yeah, and Adafruit is a 100% woman-owned independent business, and uh, we're navigating it. It's just always going to be a, a rocky restart. And yeah. so, like, we're pretty good at projecting what's going to happen next, um, but we have, you know, a rocky recovery ahead. And one of the reasons is schools open, then schools close, and we are a pretty popular educational supplier. Um we have supply chain things that come up once in a while early on. It was hard to get some stuff. Thermal cameras are still out of stock around the world for a while. But we're right on. We're actually improving our stock yeah. numbers. I think we're, we're you know, close to 85% overall in stock. We're going to try to get to 90 yeah. or, or above. So in case, folks, you know, I try to do a maker business segment um, during the shows. Uh, we're okay. We're going to be able to continue doing Adafruit. But I will just ask, tweet about us, post about us. Get the word out about us. I, I think whatever is going on, I think everyone agrees, like having a cool woman-owned electronics company that's trying to do good um, is a good idea. So uh, Main USA Electronics is kind of cool. Um, all right. So let's, uh, let's go to one of the things that we're doing right now, yeah. which is the freebies. So what we wanted to do is give folks a way – well, we want to thank folks – in a big way. And the way we're doing this is a cycling through a bunch of free stuff. Stemmas. And so stemmas are really cool connector based system that allows you to connect all these electronics. And when you place an order, you get a stemma. That's right. If you get if you place an order of ninety nine dollars or more, you get a free pro proto half size breadboard. These are very handy and they don't go bad. So you can use them for projects to, to make your breadboard projects permanent. If you order one fifty or more, you'll get a free stemma. So these are cool. These are uh, plug-and-play sensors and devices and digital potentiometers and USB GPIO converters and also accelerometers and all sorts of like cool weird stuff. Um, if you make an account, we'll send you a different one each time. If you don't make an account, though, you'll just get a random one. So we can't control what that is. Um, but if you make an account, which I recommend, we don't sell your data. It just means that we'll be able to keep track of which ones we've given you. And we're going to keep adding, you know, as we add more um, cool STEMA boards, we're going to, we'll add them to the freebie so they'll, they'll, they'll keep current with the latest and greatest. So um, 150 or more, $150 or more if you order the Adafruit shop, which we always appreciate. Um, and then 199 or more, you get free UPS ground. And then 250 or more, you get a free Circuit Playground Express. Yeah. All right. Um, we have a show and tell every single week. People around the world show and share projects. We are back to the 7.30 to 8 p.m. schedule. The reason we did that is when there was lockdown, um, we wanted to have a place where everyone could come for like a full hour. However, now we're like, we really need to get that half an hour back because we want to continue to have stuff in stock. Lydia wants and to And today we had the Hacks Fit. Uh, yeah, so we still, like, there might be club. some special events, but we do 7.30 to 8 and yep. then ask an engineer 8 to 9. So um, we also had the special edition one this week jp did it it was with hat club and uh shout out to sam thank you sam for thank all you your, sam and thank your, you for all the hat club participants yeah they have a hardware grant that you can check out i think they're it's up to fifty thousand dollars worth uh total for their hardware grant 
So this week, who's on the show and tell, and what did they share? I'm glad you asked. We kicked it off with Sean Heimel representing DigiKey. We cycle out different DigiKey folks. Uh, he's working on a new project, which I think he'll document and have videos for, which is using the OpenMV machine learning dev board, which is a really cool product. We stock it, and so does DigiKey, of course. Um, and he used the OpenMV to take photos of piles of Legos and then identify the round Lego piece, like the four-dot round Lego piece, and then with Edge Impulse programmed the OpenMV to indicate where in a pile of Legos there was this little round Lego bit. So uh, he did a live demo and it worked. It, like he had a pile, he put it in the pile and it put a little box around it and said, I found that round Lego piece. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, you know, we're actually getting to the point where individuals can um, do machine learning projects without a lot of complexity, without needing to understand the depth of machine learning, which is limitless. Um, there's a lot of tools like Edge Impulse and the OpenMV that make it really easy. So check out uh, the video. I think it's probably published on DigiKey. Uh, and Sean Heimel also has his own YouTube channel. Trevor came by with more Swift UI kit demos. Uh, he's having a grand time with this amazing new UI system for making iOS apps, which Trevor does for us. He's our iOS dev. Uh, and he's just been so excited about it. It's like so heartwarming. Um, we had also some other people from the Adafruit community. JP showed off um, some sprite animation, sorry, um, some bitmap image, like sprite bitmap image uh, sh showcasing on a matrix portal. Thanks to Melissa for adding um, the bitmap um, slideshow code for that. So that's what he showed off. Um, Brent wanted to make a uh, appliance controller for his AC unit because the AC unit kind of like doesn't turn off. Like it's either off or on, but there's like no in between. So what he did is he hooked up a Pi portal to a um, power switch, a relay power switch to connect to his AC unit and then used a light sensor as a feedback so that he can use Adafruit IO to turn his AC on and off. And the light sensor will tell him whether it actually turned on or off. So it's like a cool feedback system, which I always recommend. Colin made a ink pen to remind people to fill out your census. And now's a great time to do it. You're watching the show. You know, you're not doing anything else. You're watching the show. Open up census.gov and fill out your census because no matter what community you're in, they get more money when you fill out the census. And that's why it's important to do because that money is used for roads. It's used for education. It's used um, to give people benefits that they need. And, and it's never more important. If you don't fill it out, that's a chunk of change that your community isn't going to get. And it, like people don't do the census twice, so it's important that everybody does it. And I think only there's no do-over. There's no do-over, and only fifty percent of the people do it. Um, so please, please, please do it for your household. Only one person per household needs to do it, and you cover everybody. So that's like super easy. Uh, only you have to do it once every ten years, and they say it's like ten minutes or less. I finished it in like thirty seconds. Like there's like five questions. They're like, who are you? Where do you live? Your zip code, and like. I think your age and maybe like some other question or two. Um, Erin wrote a song uh, and made a video to wear a mask. She's channeling her frustration with people who do not wear masks um, because if we all wore masks, we could get through this. JP, uh, sorry, not JP. Uh, Phil B made a wear clock. It's a uh, moonrise clock with dynamic moon phase display, um, which is pretty sweet because. Um, you know, usually when you have calendars that tell you the moon phase, which is like today is a full moon, or today is a new moon, or today is a quarter moon, 
Uh, he's like, no, it's a percentage, and it actually changes throughout the day. You can see it moving. Um, so this cool uh, moon phase clock is great uh, if you're really into things lunar or uh, astronomical. Uh, I, I didn't want we would we didn't have enough time on show and tell for werewolf questions, but if we're gonna go down the path of okay, the the full moon is at this percentage. So does that mean that the werewolves have some way to know when it's one hundred percent, or did we? I think it's tied. Or did or did we get werewolves kind of wrong, where you're kind of getting more werewolf? As oh, a, oh, you think it's an ex- exponential thing where it's like as you get towards like ninety five percent full, they just start wearing out more. Maybe. Yeah. If there's werewolf experts, let me know. Like why? Come on by. Why, so the, the full moon just doesn't happen as a full moon. I know. It's not instantaneous. It's I not mean, instantaneous. It's like, it's like depending on where you are on Earth. It's like, well, what so, if it's a full moon, but you're at the one part of the hemisphere of Earth that doesn't see the moon? It's like daylight. So yeah. you're going to werewolf out during the day. Like how does that work? There was like, lots of questions that came up with gremlins and mogwais and midnight and airplanes and international datelines. So yeah. I think someone has solved Daylight this. Daylight savings. Someone has solved this, but um, I think that we're on our way to helping solve this question that I don't think anyone's asked, is uh, we have this digital clock that'll say the percentage of moons now. Yeah. Now Pedro showed off some 3D printed handles for a matrix portal display. Handy if you want to play the sand demo. Scott is working on an, an, a mock XO2 FPGA board that has stomach UT connectors. It doesn't quite work yet, but when it does, it's going to be able to replace any 7400 logic. Um, we had, you know what, I wrote down Mark, but I don't think their name was Mark. Shoot. Uh, and a very nice person came by with a smartwatch. Uh, they made a custom smartwatch. That was Michael. Michael, thank yeah. you. I was, there was so much cool stuff going on. I miss what their name. Uh, Michael had a, uh, Mike had a cool custom smartwatch with a Feather Sense board. Uh, and he uses um, our Bluetooth code to synchronize with an iOS device so there's no real-time clock in the watch. Instead, it just synchronizes whenever it sees a nearby iOS device, which is, like, really smart. Um, Target uh, had a really bad summer or winter 10 years ago, but um, instead of doing something drastic, ended up learning electronics, which is a little bit drastic, but not as drastic um, as, uh, as it could be, and learned... Bluetooth, uh, learned how to create a Bluetooth to FM converter using Arduino, and then uh, has taken this dark time we're in now and used that to learn how to make uh, custom PCBs. And so he's made a whole bunch of cool custom PCBs with ESP32 S2s, sockets, and uh, electronics, and, and, uh, and updated his FM converter and now have OLED display. It's really nice um, for his uh, partner, Sylvia. Uh, and then Mark it showed off the finished rotating lithograph lamp uses NeoPixels, plays MP3s, all done in CircuitPython. It's going to be a wonderful gift for a new family in his life. All right, thank you, everybody, for coming on the show and tell. A little bit of a reminder, show and tell is 7.30 p.m. Ask an Engineer is 8. That's 7.30, show and tell. That's 8, Ask an Engineer. Don't forget. Every Sunday we have Desk of Lady Ada, and we recently added... Great tune. That's right, the great search for DigiKey. So what Lady Ada does will she'll go through and show how to use the DigiKey site, which to I think find something. Which I think is amazing because there's sometimes where there's millions of apart and you can literally there's millions. And you can whittle it down to get that one part that you one need. Part. And it takes a lot of time and and even if you know what you're doing, it takes a lot of time. Um, because there's so many different 
specs and choices. So. Oh, and every single part has a different technique. You know, the way I search for inductors is different than the way I search for boost converters, different than the way I search for LEDs. It's all different. Yeah. On Tuesday, JP has uh, the product pick of the week, and then he also has um, his show, which is tomorrow at uh, 4 p.m. Eastern time. But I want to do a little bit of a snippet, a little bit of a um, highlight, because yeah. one thing that I... W- there is so much noise and distraction. I don't think the, like the ind- the industry press is not going to pick this up, but um, we do a live broadcast and the video is embedded in the product page. And JP's pick, product pick of the week, you go to the product page, watch his live stream. So on Adafruit.com, yeah, and you watch the live stream about that product. And for that time and that time only, the product is on sale. And when you add it to cart, you get the discount right then and there. There's no putting in a code. There's no anything. And you have something special because you're like, I was there. I was part of this. I asked questions. I did that. And um, you see, like, companies, uh, especially in Asia, they do stuff like this. It's like a very high-tech yeah, high tech QBC. Yeah, because there's just so many Taobao vendors. They figure out, like, yeah. how to... And there were some false starts them. in the U.S. Kickstarter had a live streaming thing. They didn't do it yeah. eventually. Um, Amazon bought Twitch. And you don't get a live product stream on an Amazon page. Which is weird. Which you'd be like, why isn't it there? And so there's a lot of disconnected things with live video and products, and we wanted to bring it together. So if there was any um, mind space, I think this would be an interesting story because we're doing this. Um, But there isn't because it's all just like a daily national nightmare. So we can't really write about, oh, like innovative things in, in how products are made and sold. Yeah. Um, so here's here's a preview or, or sorry, a little highlight of yeah. one of JP's shows. This is it. This is the HT20 temperature and humidity sensor. You'll see here I've got a simple code in CircuitPython to display the humidity of that sensor right there. If I take this and I breathe on it, kind of like you fog a mirror, I'm going to go ahead and fog it. You'd see very quickly we've taken it up to 100% humidity and then the dry air here drops it back down very quickly. If I hit the A button, now I'm switching over to temperature. That is my pick of the week. And I'm gonna go ahead and do my ceremonial moving of the HT20 sensor to the pegboard of Stemma QT goodness. See you next week. The other I thing, love the graphics. So here's the other thing we're doing. So when um, YouTube back in the day visited us, when yeah. back even when we, you know, you had visitors in in, in, in buildings. Yeah. Um, they had they had basically implied if we had like females in the screenshot and in the thumbnail, you know, that drives views. And uh, you should make your videos like PewDiePie because that's what they were really focusing on that type of content. Yeah. And we're just like. You guys say you care about like women in tech and like, but when you actually talk, you don't. So one of the things, instead of just like being mad about that forever, um, we said, oh, we have this like new product show. Yeah. Why don't we have like these? Make it nutty. Why, why don't we go like almost a parody of these YouTube thumbnails? Yeah. And like, if that's what the algorithm wants, fine. Here's algorithm. I thought that like, he made his eye bigger. I mean, like, it's fucking funny. I mean, it's, it's cool. I think it's funny. And I think JP's daughter is like, here's, 
She said what was... Here's, here's how to make it, like, kind of over the top. So we're trying this out, and, you know, that's... that's and watch next week, because we're going to start doing extreme discounts on the product, so... Yeah. Um, that's another thing that we got from the, the inspired by Taobao is the way the vendors do it. They're like, basically, you know, it's 30% off, 40% off for that one hour during the video. So yeah. it's, we're going to do the same thing with JP's video as well. So, you know, I'm trying to turn that like, oh, this is like, because if you go on YouTube and search for something, um, you see like that style thumbnail because that's what everyone's told. And there's like, you know, YouTube influencers. And once one person does it, everyone does it. So instead of just, like, fighting it, why don't we just, like, have one thing that we're doing that that says, okay, fine, like, here it is. We're not going to change all our content to be like that, but, like, this is funny for now. Eventually, like, those, it'll, it just, like, all things, it'll be like, oh, now it's all about, like, just a big font, you know, and then one day it'll be something else. So, um, anyways, JP also does a Make Code Minute, and we're going to do that Let's right go now. check that out. 8-Code Minute today, what I wanted to do was create a simple color mixer inside of Make Code on the Circuit Playground Express. If you have a look at my Circuit Playground Express here, I've, I've hastily cut out a little piece of LED plastic to cover the LEDs so the camera will pick up the colors nice and saturated. And uh, what you'll see here is when I touch a capacitive pad near one of the LEDs, I'm going to shoot that color component over to this fourth LED here. And so now I've got uh, blue and red mixing together to form a sort of pinky purpley. And if I click the uh, B button, it sends all the pixels to that color. So now I can mix in some green and red to get yellow. I can even mix uh, all the colors together and get white. So this is kind of a fun way to look at how light color is mixed. Uh, and if we look at how it's built inside of the make code here, you can see I've got, uh, the key thing is three variables here for red, green, and blue values. And when I touch one of those capacitive touchpads, I'm setting the value to 100. This is out of a possible 255, but I didn't want it to be too bright. Uh, so I'm adding a uh, 100 from zero to jump up to 100 for each of these color components. Uh, and then I'm setting the pixel to white just to show that we've touched it. Then I set the pixel back to its own color, and I set the fourth pixel to have that value as its color component by breaking it out here with the set pixel color at pixel six to red, green, and blue. Uh, and then when I press the B button, it again takes all those color components and adds them up and places them on every NeoPixel, pauses for a second, and then it restarts it and resets it. Uh, so that's a way that you can create a very fun and simple color mixer inside of Make Code using the Circuit Playground Express. And that is your Make Code Minute. Okay, time travel. Um, let's get to some news and more. So... This um, week sucked. Yeah, so on Friday, um, we glanced over and we had just finished State of the Fruit, our, our weekly all-company meeting. And we saw that Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away. And, um, you know, 2020 continues to deliver um, bad news. And it doesn't look like it's going to change. So we have to be good to each other because it looks like each other is all we got at the moment. And, you know, we, we mourn, we grieved, but we're people that like to do something. So in New York, there was a vigil. vigil. And um, one thing, you know... 
the way that I look at this is, um, you know, because you kind of even like look like her a little bit. Um, it is a little bit, you know. Um, you know, you're kind of small and you got glasses and you're very smart. Um, but one thing I think about is Adafruit couldn't have started generations ago because you would have needed to get a man to sign for a credit card yeah. or a guy to sign to start a business. Or there's a lot of equality things that happened and Ruth Bader Ginsburg helped make that happen. And I think that in the political world, regardless of what people, um, you know, whatever party thing or whatever's going on in the news this hour, I think everyone agrees that she was a deliberate, thoughtful person. And I, um, we need more of it. Yeah. You know, people can disagree about, you know, th their opinions, but you can always be professional and try to work to the best possible thing. So, um, you know, what a life, what a person. And um, it hit us hard because the foundation of Adafruit is this, like, this, this woman company. It's expanded because we're a cool, diverse company with, you know, all walks of life and all people. Um, but having a woman-owned company, you know, you, you always think about, the, the, the people that helped make it happen. So we went to the vigil, and um, one of the things that we did is, uh, you know, we're, we do electronics, and like this is how we express ourselves, this is our art. So we made a little panel, um, and we wanted to test out one of our new products. So we um, made this uh, RBG like, <laughs> panel. Well, when we go to events, there's always people who have, like, cool costumes or cool signs that light up, and so we thought... Um, you know, I was already working on this code, so I just swapped in uh, the Wikipedia photo of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah, so um, here it is, and I just wanted to show the little video that I took. We went to uh, Foley Square, the courthouse, uh, beautiful vigil. Um, everyone was peaceful. Everything's fine. Um, you know, you'll see it. And uh, we're able to, you know, see people, and, you know, this is how you share pain. Um, we do it through electronics, so here it is. Okay, so, you know, as you saw, that was a bag that we put together. When we go to um, protests, vigils, marches, um, we've been to a lot of them because there's been a lot of reasons to go to them. Um, we bring masks and sanitizers if anyone needs them. Um, you know, the Mr. Rogers 
quote, look for the helpers. So if we see people who need masks or if there's things that we can do, um, but we also want to go there to show support. And speaking of, um, some bad news today. Um, this is a block from Adafruit. There's been Breonna Taylor um, posters. There's been people trying to raise awareness. Um, she's murdered in her home. There was um, some mistakes made with how everything happened. And it looks like right now the officers who did it, the one charge for one of the officers is because he shot an apartment. So an, another apartment. So And she wasn't even like part of the warrant. Like, yeah. This is the thing. It's like so, she, she's at home. She gets woken up. And there's just guys coming in with guns trying to find somebody or shoot yeah. her. It's just such a it's such a bad idea to have no knock warrants. So it's been a hundred something, you know, hundred seventy two days. Been like, it's been a long time. This came out today, and um, check out our action page adafruit.com/slash/blacklivesmatter. There's um, two marches tonight going on, and I'll t if you're wondering like why this why is this an Adafruit? why is this an electronic show, um, if you work at Adafruit, there's a lot of people that look like the people that are getting murdered. That's our company. And so this is an important issue for us because you can't have equality when some people get shot and murdered and there's no accountability. There's mistakes that'll happen, but there always has to be accountability and it's not happening. And this is when the, when the penalty, so if you shoot a gun in the air in like Louisville, this is that, this is what the officer gets charged. Same charge, not that yeah. someone was murdered. So this is going to, this is going to be something that the, the arc bends, there's justice that'll happen, but this was a big setback today. So we'll probably be um, at some of the marches. You might see another panel with another person's name on it. Um, it's just one of the things that, you know, we're in New York City and this is important to our team and we're gonna continue to get the word out. Um, on my phone, I have the speed dial thing that was calling when, you know, anytime I had to wait somewhere, I would call the Louisville um, City Council and you do this, there's a phone number that you can use and it just, it'll flip through each city council member. I'd leave a message, I actually got a chance to talk to some of them. And they said, yeah, keep calling. And I was, I was like, hey, maybe this'll be like a, this'll be like a, a turning point. There'll be something that, that, well, that, that changes. You know, of like a year or two years ago, there were a lot of stories about um, how police officers were uh, taking stuff from people. I don't remember the word for it, but it's like they, they would seize people's money or their jewelry or their goods and not even charge the person with a crime. They just said, we think that you're guilty. Um, you have to give up your stuff or we're going to like take you to jail. And so this is how a lot of police departments ended up basically stealing from people to, to fund their departments and like buy stuff that they wanted or get cars or equipment they wanted. And when all these stories came out, people were like, oh my God, that's ridiculous. That's outrageous. And so we've actually like tried to stop it. Like there has to be the outrage so that people say, why is this legal? Why is it okay for police officers to break into somebody's home, the wrong home? Yeah. And and they're confused and then shoot somebody who just got woken up and doesn't understand why there's you know a half a dozen cops with guns in their apartment. Yeah, and I guess you know because I'll get some hate mail as you usually do, but I, I in advance maybe I'll just like send a link, time coded link. If you keep seeing people who look like you getting murdered and nothing's happening, there's no accountability, you, we all have to figure out something because there's going to be marches, there's going to be protests, and then there's going to be a bunch of pain being expressed in all sorts of different ways. And it always doesn't work out. And so we just have to figure out, I know this is election year, I know this is all stuff, I know we're just an electronics company, but... Um, but I can't teach people electronics if they're fearing for their lives, right? That's yeah. not... 
that, that these are incompatible things. You need to have the basics in place, and then we can get more people into engineering. Yeah, and then, like, one other note with that, when there was a school shooting every single day, these are the things that we had to cope with as an electronics company, too. It's really difficult to talk to teachers and help them with curriculums on electronics when they're trying to do stop, drop, and roll from active shooters. Like, there's a lot of things we really need to work out. And this is just one of the things, and we'll continue to do the best we can as a company. 41 days from now, it's going to be election month. And I'm going to just start saying that. Um, we have it on our site. We have resources, datafruit.com slash vote. A few people, thank you so much, have signed up to be poll workers. Those are the types of things that, you know, we think are, is important. Please help out with this process. Um, there's not as many poll workers because uh, there was a lot of elderly people, and they are sitting out because of COVID, as they should, because that is one of the um, populations that happens to get infected a lot. Next up, CircuitPython 6, we are in beta. That's right. We have the beta zero release. A lot of cool stuff. We're adding, um, you know, ASP32S2 support. That's like the big push for CircuitPython 6. Uh, we've renamed it I2C peripheral. Uh, there's more, um, there's BLEIO HCI support. Um, just a lot of bug fixes and updates, speed ups uh, as well. We've also done a lot of work on the Wi-Fi to, uh, and JSON code to re reduce the amount of static memory required to do a lot of IoT projects. So a lot of improvements and more platforms are being supported. Yeah. Um, also a lovely little graphic. I was gonna say, if you look really close, there's some like Easter egg-like things. Okay, we are an open source hardware company. Um, open hardware month coming up. Open hardware month is coming up. And to prove we're an open source hardware company, one, we send our files uh, or links to our files off to Oshawa and we are the number one certified Open source hardware companies time. That's we, right. We want folks to beat that. Beat me. But we also have 2,295 guides. Lady Ada, what's on the big board this week? I'm glad you asked. We, uh, right before the show and, uh, went live, we put in the moon face clock for the Adafruit Matrix portal. Phil B did a beautiful job with this guide. If you're uh, a lunatic, uh, this is the guide for you. I've uh, also got the handles for the Matrix Pi portal. Uh, Noam Pedro did this project for the Raspberry Pi. Uh, but now we have it all plug and play with Arduino, so it's a great time to port those handle 3D prints over to the um, 64 by 32 matrix that people really like. JP has a Halloween countdown. Uh, it's, you know, yes, it's 41 days to the election, but maybe instead of thinking about that, you can think about how it's about 30 days, uh, 35 days until Halloween. Um, so people can just uh, sit at home and cry and eat candy. Uh, Brent has an IoT. Uh, Power Outlet is kind of a cool project because he controls his AC unit over Adafruit I.O., so with Wi-Fi remotely. So this is like a very common first project. And then he uses a light sensor to detect when the um, AC unit is on or off. So it's got a feedback circuit as well. Melissa wrote a guide on how to turn NeoPixel matrices, like we have these grids or people make their own by using LED strip, how to turn that into like a grid matrix that you can then draw text and graphics and bitmaps on. Um, and then Colin made a pin to celebrate voting. You can have, a, a, it says, I vote. And then when you press a button, it says, I voted. And then it asks, did you? And I think that's the new product. This yeah. New the last two were from- uh, We have our sand thing. We're gonna show some of that. We have our Halloween uh, countdown. 
Um, we also have you know, NeoPixels. NeoPixels. Yeah, but now you can treat them just like a display. It's cool. And the IoT project. So we'll have more guides. Uh, go to learn.adafruit.com and check out all the guides. 2,295. Oof. We have how many to? 2,295. Oh, well, almost 2,300. Yeah, getting there. That's cool. Um, okay. So Made in New York City Factory footage. This week, I'm going to show you a three-minute video. I tr trust me, it's worth it. Alive and working in New York, and uh, I wanted to just share it with y'all. This is the first time I'm going to see it in its entirety as well.
And it wouldn't be Adafruit factory footage without seeing where your Disney Plus subscription money goes to. It goes to building the Disney headquarters, one of the buildings across the street from Adafruit. Although, I'm starting to think that they're just moving. They're just they're just moving dirt around. I don't know. Maybe they don't have a deadline. I don't know. Um, but that's what's going on across the street. And then uh, here's a nice fall afternoon. Nice clouds. Yeah. Okay. 3D printing. Every week, Don Pedro have 3D Hangouts. Longest running 3D printed show. We also have two videos we're going to see on the other side. We have a 3D printed handles for our Matrix, Matrix portal. portal. And then we have a helmet. Helmet cool. ones are always cool. Helmet ones are neat. Hey, what's up, folks? In this video, we're making a project with Adafruit's Matrix Portal. We designed and 3D printed these large handles for the RGB matrix so we could play with the digital sand demo. The Adafruit Matrix Portal is a plug-and-play dev board that makes it easier to do internet-connected projects using RGB matrices. It features a Cortex-M4 and the ESP32. It also has an onboard LIS3DH accelerometer. With the Stemma QT connector, it can work with Adafruit's 50-plus Stemma QT boards. It's designed to snap on the back of RGB matrices that use a Hub75 port. It uses power over USB-C, so there's no soldering needed to get up and running. We think this makes RGB matrix projects much more compact, especially with a single board. The handle on the side has a cutout for the PCB, so you can still access the onboard components. To install the handles, orient it with the PCB and use screws to secure it to the threaded inserts. The matrix portal is press fit into the header with the data input pins. We used a short USB-C cable with a right-angled adapter to keep the wiring minimal. The power cable plugs into the power pins on the back of the display. This USB battery is just the right fit to add to the back with some mounting tack. And that's pretty much all we need to make this portable. The RGB matrix library for CircuitPython makes it easy to create scrolling text and animations using Display.io. Check out the learn guide for documentation using the library and example demo code like Conway's Game of Life. For Arduino folks, you can check out the ProtoMatter RGB matrix library. There's several IoT projects on Adafruit's Learn system, like a weather display, scrolling quotes, Bitcoin tracker, and even a moon clock for those werewolf engineers. This black LED acrylic softens up the LEDs and keeps the colors looking vibrant. You can attach acrylic to the display using ProTape's glue dash sheets. Just attach small pieces to the corners and remove the protective backing. Then just line up the acrylic with the edges and stick it over the display. This makes the display show up much better on camera, so you can even use it in the background of your videos. We hope this inspires you to check out Adafruit's Matrix Portal and try out CircuitPython. Thanks so much for watching, and don't forget to subscribe for more projects from Adafruit.
Okay, don't forget, once again, 3D Hangouts. Okay. Wednesday at 11 a.m. Speaking of. All right, Lita. It's time for. DigiKey and Adafruit bring you. All right, this week's INNPI. It's from PUI Audio. They make cool speakers and enunciators and all sorts of audio projects and products. And the most excellent logo. This logo is pretty sweet. And actually, it's an updated logo, too. Um, They sell a lot. This is like the Joy Division album that never happened. It's cool. Yeah, it's got a cool chillness to it. Yeah. Um, So PUI makes speakers and microphones and all sorts of audio stuff. They're actually uh, here in the U.S., which is super cool. I always like supporting American companies. And... This week's uh, NPI, actually a bunch of really great NPIs just dropped on DigiKey slash Duo. So check that out. A bunch of cool new sensors and revisions. Looks like everyone's getting back in their new product game. Um, this week we saw this really nifty product that basically, you know, one of our first NPIs was an all-in-one uh, indicator, like an audio indicator. Like you plug it in, it would make a siren noise. And the reason we were looking at products like that is because a lot of people were making um, ventilators. And one of the things ventilators have to do is when somebody starts, their blood, their pressure is too high or too low, they have to make an audio alert. So we were kind of showing off, here's some audio alerts that just came in on DigiKey. Well, this is kind of an upgrade to that. So this is like, you know, remember when everyone had the same phone, like, like, normal phone? Yeah, it was there the StarTac. Like, we all had them. Everyone had the StarTac and there was like, this was even before ringtones. Like eventually people could customize their ring, but at, at the beginning everyone had the same exact ring. Yeah. And then it was like, well, you could program your phone to have a different ringtone. And that's what this NPI basically is. It's a programmable speaker that it works just like most of the enunciators that you're used to. You know, you give it like 12 volts power and usually it would make a siren noise or beeps or tones. But this time it's got a USB port on the side you see there and you can reprogram it. So it's actually this is like one of the shortest NPIs. It's so easy to use. You just plug it in. And it shows up as a disk drive called yeah, Flash. Very Circuit Python, like by the way, which like that's the lens we look through everything. If I'm plugging in something, it better show up as a USB drive at this point. That's right. So this shows up as the disk. We have Flash disk. It has about four megabytes of free space. And then all you have to do is you create an MP3 file. You drag it over, like this. You know, this actually came with a one kilohertz uh, zero dB MP3 tone, which is incredibly loud and annoying. But, but, but I replaced it. But wait, why is this even possible? I thought you needed like a licensees MP3s well, or I'm something. Well, I'm glad you mentioned it because you've actually um, done a great job covering how the MP3 patent pool has expired. And so you can sell products that have MP3 decoding in them without having to worry about paying a licensing fee, which normally yeah. would be like a buck or two uh, per device. Why do that? MP3s should be free. Music, there'd be listened to. So um, what's just neat is I like the simplicity, right? It's just a speaker. It's an 8 ohm half watt speaker. It comes shows up as a drive. You drag files onto it, and then you power it, and it plays the files through. And that's it. Really simple. There's no user interface. There's nothing that can go wrong. Um, it uses flash memory for storage, so you don't have to worry about vibration or like an SD card coming out. Um, so I thought I would demo it. Yeah, and uh, just by the way, I you know I get lots of emails from people like all I do is want to have an mp3 play when I turn on a thing for something 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 and like this this, is it. this will do it this is the easiest fastest yeah. best way to do it so this is, and it's just an mp3 it's just mp3 so this is the device you can see there's a speaker and then there's these cool mounting tabs it's FCC and C certified so it's great for easy inclusion it's fully enclosed 
Um, that's the mini, I don't know why they use mini B. It's one thing that's a little bit of a mystery, but it's mini B. Everybody has adapters. Everyone has, Deal everyone has at least one mini DB cable. Deal with it. Plug it in, shows up as a disk drive. I dragged over a file, and then here's just my DC power. And once it's done playing the song, it'll loop. So we'll start playing it. This has a little bit of a silent period. So it's nice and loud, right? It's, it's effective. It wasn't even like the highest power. It was only on like five volts or so. Um, so I thought I'd show the innards because I thought that would be very interesting. So thank you, Assistant, for pointing out I put it right next to me. This is the first thing I asked. I'm like, what's going on with this? Because I like things that show up as USB drives. Yeah, so I cracked this open. And inside, so yeah, there's these two power wires, and um, they go into a, um, I can't remember the part number, one second, it's 2576 DC-DC uh, buck converter, so um, this is uh, an equivalent to a, an LM, like a, a net semi part that is very popular. Uh, you can see here the diode and um, the inductor and capacitor input and output yeah. for the buck converter. Big old caps. Uh, there's a Winbond SPI flash. We actually have SPI as one of our new products. So mm. this is a four megabyte flash chip. And then this is kind of a cool, like, very low cost. All it does is play MP3 chip. Um, I can get you the part number. It is. Yeah. I was curious. Okay. So there's the LM2576, the Winbond 25Q32, and this is the GZUT MA2. So all in one MP3 player that pretty, pretty much does all the logic, but I just love it. It's like, it's all enclosed, it's glued shut, it's easy to use, and then there's a little um, audio amplifier. There's an output capacitor, I guess, and then um, an amplifier chip, and then it goes to a speaker that is nicely mounted in this case. So it's just so easy, and it's not that much more expensive than a normal siren. Um, and there's like, on the back, there's all these little surface mount passive components. So uh, that's my MPI. I, just, I like that, you know, and I looked, I think, for people who are doing, um, you know, car hacking projects or, like, Halloween projects or... Um, anything that... You nor just wanted to play a sound. Yeah, anything also that you may want to play a sound because you want to think about assistive tech. So yeah. you might have something where maybe someone can't see something, but they can have a audio alert. All sorts of things you can do. And the thing is, it's like, yeah, could you make this cheaper cheaper by, like, baking your own PCB? Yeah, yeah but nothing beats the simplicity. But, like, you know... It just it, works. I'll give you another example. Let's say if you wanted to have the, you know, the alert when something happens plays instructions. Yeah. Um, you know, we got this... Uh, so, during the pandemic, we said, uh-oh, there's not going to be, like... Um, Paramedics. So we got the uh, defibrillators for each floor of Adafruit. Yeah. And if you go through the training, basically when you pull the, the cord on the device, it starts talking to you it just, to give you the instructions to save someone's life potentially. So I was thinking about that. It's like, that's cool, but like, what if I wanted to replace those sounds? Obviously not on a defibrillator, but something like this makes it super easy because someone who's non-technical can just plug it in, drag and drop a file, and now they have maybe another language alert. Maybe they have something else. So this it's is so I, easy. This is like one of my favorite new products, by the way. It's, it's like, the simplicity is what yeah. makes it um, awesome. And speaking of simple and making it easy, you all you have to do it. is get on DigiKey. It has a, it does have a long part number, I will say. Uh, so use the short URL uh, Z2DP0Z, uh, 
and um, you can pick up one of these API. It's, what's funny is it's called the API. It's like an audio, audio programmable interface or something. Um, yeah. And pick these up. It's super easy and just you know drag the MP3 over and power it, and it just works for me. I'll give you another use. Yeah. You ha- want to have the Star Trek door swoosh sound? Yeah. Very easy to do with this. You just no have a ding, ding, ding. No programming. It's just turning it on and off. That's right. You just hook it up. Swoosh, 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 swoosh. You just have a relay with, you know, instead of a relay, you can just use the magnetic switch that detects when something opens. Yeah. Connect it to power, connect it to this. You can even use some, like, wire nuts. You can have the door sigh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy style. Uh, yeah. I like that. Those uh, are depressed doors. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so, so there you go. That's this week's NPI. Right. Is the API? Yeah. Yeah. Some folks said uh, the yakety sax thing. Yeah, let's play that a little bit. Play funny. it on loop forever. Again, it's like this, this, this. Like if you have somebody, especially somebody who's like, look, I'm not a technical person. I don't want to learn Arduino programming. I don't want to like have to code or update or change. They just want audio to play. Nothing. This is the Heck, easiest way. I can get around in Arduino world and Python world, but sometimes I don't want to. I just want to put a sound on a thing and plug it yeah, in. Yeah, like that's that. right. You're like, you just want like this robot Sometimes to I want time. To, okay. Time's valuable. All right, let's uh, kick it off with the new products. Let's do the new products. It's a new, it's a new, it's a new, 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 new products time. All right, new products. All right, first up, just a reminder, adafruit.com slash open safely. We are open, ship and safe. Ship and smart. You saw our footage. We're not just faking this. We're here. We're not going away. We've been through the worst. We hit it, got hit first. We are shipping every single day. We are doing this thing. Thank you, everybody, for all your orders. First product. Okay, first product, is, as we were just talking about SPI Flash, we now have... Two megabyte SPI flash chips in the store. These are really popular for us. We use them on a ton of Circuit Python boards. Um, non volatile, two megabytes of memory. Um, the price can't be beat. You don't have to worry about SD cards. They're not that big, but maybe like you don't need more than a couple megabytes of space. So they're a really great um, in between. You know, an EEPROM that's usually only maybe like half a K or a couple K. An SD card which is like gigabytes, but is much more expensive. Um, and this, you know. These chips are really well supported in Arduino. They're supported in CircuitPython. Um, they're just an easy way to add a little bit of storage. The reason we put them in is I'll show on the overhead. Um, the new Cutie Pie board that we put in the store has a spot on the bottom to solder in an SPI flash chip. And these SIYC SPI flashes are, are fairly easy to solder. I think a beginner could do it. Um, and then you would have a little bit more storage for this little microcontroller board. We tend to use these for storing like audio, video, fonts, graphics, animations, you know, anything that's like a file that you don't want to, you know, flash onto the, the memory of the chip itself. It's like a, you know, accessory. Um, that's where we would use SPI flash chips. It also yeah. does QSPI, but we tend to use it for SPI. All right, next up. Mm, this was... A request, we had a couple people email us and say, hey, I broke the camera connector on my Raspberry Pi. Do you sell a replacement part? And I said, uh, not yet, but I will. So this is just the replacement part for the camera or display connector on Raspberry Pi. This thing, you see this thing? You have it, and people sometimes break them. It happens. You, you crank a little bit too hard. You pull too much. So now, you know, we stock these parts. So you'll have to desolder and remove the old part. But it's, you know, for some people, they have tools or they're, they can't use a Raspberry Pi anyways, why not try to fix it? Also, if you like crack the little um, 
the piece on the top that does the press fitting, you could like gently remove that and uh, recycle that as well. So I think this will be um, handy for folks who would like to fix up some old pies that are maybe a little sad. And I have one little note. Yeah? I think we can all, we all have a friend that, you know, sometimes, you know, if you've ever been with a friend and they're like, Maybe they're I don't have back back when everyone used to go friends. to restaurants. Yeah, and you know you knew someone, and they're and they were like they kind of be mean to the uh, waitstaff or something. Yeah, and you're like, hey, don't do that. No, don't do that. Does, yeah. Or if you see that happen, you're like, don't do that. So if you ever hear or see a friend who sees a picture of something, that um, you know, one of the things someone's gonna say, oh, I thought there was a Raspberry Pi included. So I think this is a good thing to just you know maybe help each other. If you see or know someone, because there's nobody who's watching our show. They know that. But we, it does happen. We have to say, we, like, we, this is why we have to say, like, it does yeah. not include the thing that obviously so doesn't include. when you see, like, bold text on our product pages, sometimes we're like, why did you have to put that, obviously, that connector to Raspberry Pi? It's, it's 75 cents. Why are you telling people that the Raspberry Pi is not included? It's because sometimes people, if they see a picture of something, they're like, oh, there must, that must be included. We don't include human hands. We don't include a quarter. Great. We, yeah. th- we if we if, when we have a water sensor, we don't include the the, the glass of water. Yeah. So it's just one of those things. So anyways, raspberry pi not raspberry pi not included. Raspberry pi not included. Okay. But next. it's a great way to fix your raspberry pi. Yeah. Next up. Um, okay. Next up, we've got this part lift for the stick vise. This is a very useful part. You never knew you needed. Um, it's an accessory for the stick vise, which is quite popular. And and this is what it does, right? So you 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 go to solder in your through hole parts. You put the through hole part in, and then you have to flip the board over to solder it in. And what happens? The through hole part falls out. That's a good idea. Terrible. Mm-hmm. So what this is is a little springy piece, um, and it's very light springy. It's got like a, a grippy end to it, and all this is just hold that part in place so that you don't have the problem of like where you're holding with one finger and then your finger gets hot or you tape it and the tape melts. Why? Why torture yourself? Comes in a pack of two. Um, you don't need to use it with stick vice. You can use it with other vices, but it's like the right height for a stick vice. So I do recommend that for it. Yeah. And this just proves to me that on a long enough timeline, we're probably going to turn into octopus. Because like, you, you know, yeah, we, I we, need, like four hands. we need so many things like this to do the things we want to do. Um, you know, we've had our run as bipeds. I do think that the octopus, they're just going to, they're just waiting. They're just waiting. Yeah, okay. do you want me to show on the overhead? Yeah. It's, it's, it's got some nice things going on. So first, bottom has grippy rubber on it. Yes, it does not. It's not. It's like it doesn't move. This tip has uh, grippy rubber on it. And this is like very, it's springy, but it's like soft. Like it's not going to crush your parts. Yeah. You can use it for delicate sensors or connectors. It's a very nice design. And it's got this like cool coronavirus looking thing going on here. <laughs> But it's not. It's just it's just springy. So I like these. I'm going to use these on my desk because I use the stick vise, and it is a problem. Like, I hate having to hold the through-hole yeah. part with one finger, and then that finger gets burnt. It's handy. And it happens every time. I never learn my lesson. Okay, next up. Next up, we have a um, big sister to the LSM-6D socks. Uh, these are extremely stable, high-quality IMU chips from ST. Um, you know, if you're using an MPU-6050 still... Come on, upgrade. You can do better. Um, these aren't that much more expensive, and the quality is like 10 times, 20 times better. The stability is really good. The gyro doesn't drift. Um, it's very fast. You can get very high speeds out of it. And what's nice about the LSM6DS32 is the accelerometer goes up to, as you might have guessed, 
32G. So most accelerometers or IMUs only have two, four, six, eight, whatever, up to 16G. This one has double the G, 32Gs. So this is good for like sports or rocketry or like anything with impact where you have um, high G motion. The, the gyroscope is the same. It's still a very good gyroscope. I think it goes up to 2000 DPS. Um, and it works great with our, our with our Arduino or CircuitPython code. It's actually pretty much the same sensor. You can tell it's like all the initialization code is the same as the DSOX. Um, it just, the accelerometer is just scaled by two because it goes up twice as high. Yeah. Um, next up, a tiny mechanical dinosaur. <laughs> Welcome to Jurassic Park. <laughs> These are, um, you've actually always kind of wanted to have automatic wire strippers and then they, somebody was like, how come we don't have them? And I'm like, I don't know. So these are kind of neat. Um, I'll explain how they work because they're a little bit complicated. Um, they're simple to use, but like there's a lot that you can do, and I want to explain them all. Hey. So normally you use hey. wire strippers that have. Are you making noises? Hey. <laughs> it hey. does look like it's saying hey, hey, hey. hey. Um, you just look between the two while I'm talking. Um, normally you have a wire stripper that has multiple holes that like match perfectly to the gauge of wire and you have to kind of know what gauge wire you're using and you put the wire in a hole and you strip it. But if you're doing a lot of wire stripping or you want to have all the wire ends be the same length, you want something like an automatic stripper. So this tongue piece, which is what it uses to say hey. Hey. So you'll see here it has inches and here it has millimeters. So this is like the stop. You set this to how long you want the stripped piece to be. And so when you squeeze the handle, you see that part gets um, stripped off. So I'll demonstrate with some wire. Okay, I've got some. There is this, um, I think when Transformers were kind of ending in the 80s, they're just like, they had to do dinosaurs because everyone was getting dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah. So they had transformer dinosaurs for That's a while. Cool. It kind of reminds me of that. Yeah. Okay. So you have your wire. And so it's like, okay, I know I'm going to strip off this much wire. And then you see these little teethy, these dinosaur teeth grip it. And then these dinosaur teeth will strip the wire cleanly. Yeah. And it's actually, it's a little bit longer. Oh, you know what? I think there was extra... All right, okay, so next up you want to cut wire. There's uh, down here these little nippers, and um, they're extremely strong, so these are like extra hardened. So let me try this again. I think one thing is that I'm kind of holding it in a weird way. Let me see if I can. Okay, now we've got better grip. Okay, so yeah, you're whatever. Out of, you're out of frame there, but do it again. Hold on, hold on. I want to do this right. I'm going to give myself a little bit more room. Have, have it show its little Tyrannosaurus Rex arm. Look at this little thing. Yeah. Okay, so it's the wire cutter. So then you put it up to the uh, the tongue part. Now, it, you know what? Hold on. I apologize. This is actually a little difficult to do under the, the camera. Okay. There you go. All right, so... Every time you do the wire stripping action, you're going to get basically the same length because you've got that tongue as the stop. And then just measure the distance. You can read the distance off of here. It's from like this spot. So you can't have anything with less than like two millimeters, but it can go up to about 20 millimeters. Um, there's also like a tension adjust here, but I usually don't mess with that. It can do 24 gauge 
up to 10 gauge. So it's not for your 30 gauge wires. For 30 gauge wires, you'll need something. Arr. Oh, I can bite my hand. Ah. Um, <laughs> you know, this is not good for very thin wires like 30 gauge or 28, but um, it has been uh, great for 24, 22, 20 gauge, which is what most uh, stranded and solid core wire is. And it likes to eat wires. And another cool thing is because the, um, oh, sorry, now you're having fun there. Because the jaw is so wide, you can strip multiple wires at a time. So you put, you know, if you have a ribbon cable, you have multiple wires, you put them all in at once and it'll just, it'll just grip them all and strip them all at the same time. So it's like, you're like, why is this so wide? Well, one, so it's easier to line up, but also because you can strip multiple wires. Um, that said, it's, you know, what's nice is you don't have to worry about like, did I get like the right hole and do I, how do I get the exact same length every time? Um, whenever I worked on Burning Man projects, like where I had to strip like 575 wires, I would use a pair of these. So for that, it's definitely useful. Okay. Okay. The star of the show tonight besides the community, the customers are there. Our Adafruit team is Cutie Pie. Cutie Pie is in stock. Okay. So I, they're in stock. They're on, I put them on sale even. So if you want one, get one now. Yeah. Let me just tell you about that. So... With the way shows, we had to move them around and discount codes. It was just really hard to manage it. So we said, oh, well, on, during the show, we'll just make it on sale. So the cutie pie will not be this price later. And I know I sound like one of those guys hawking collectible coins, but I really, <laughs> this is a beautiful quarter dollar. You um, don't get the quarter. The quarter's the, not included. The Adafruit Mint will only make 5,000 of these. For the cutie pie... Okay, so here's what you get. Yeah, so it's, a di it's the price that's on the site right now live. You're watching live. Um, what We're, is it? It's five bucks. It's five bucks. It's not going to be five bucks. Tomorrow. It's not going to be five bucks much longer. But, um, you know, early bird gets the cutie pie. So this is, uh, you know, it's a little bit like a trinket. It's smaller than Itsy Bitsy. It's kind of, it's a cute board, and it can run Python. So that's why it's called the cutie pie. It also has a STEM QT connector. It's one of our first little boards that has that. Uh, and that makes it great for plug and play projects that use any of our STEM QT boards. And it can also connect to Grove sensors with an adapter cable. It can connect to any SparkFun quick boards as well. Um, it's perfect, it's the perfect size because like no other connector would fit on a board this small. So it's a SAMD21 uh, E18. Yeah, it's just actually so small. Can you just actually go to like? Uh, yeah, but you know what? We, it's just. Yeah, but I wanna I wanna try this out a little okay, bit because because we got this overhead, and I feel like, I feel like, it's not a, it's not, it's not that I don't like our beautiful photos, but you know we're doing a live demo here. I am. And yeah. and you know the thing is like, USB C, Stemma, uh, NeoPixel, Kessellated pads, reset button, Kessellated pads, five bucks. So again, you know how we have that friend who's like, I'll just get a cheap thing on Amazon. Get the cheap thing on Adafruit. It's five bucks. It's five bucks and it's like amazing. Yes, and it has everything you've ever wanted. So it's yeah. got USB-C. So you can uh, plug it any which way you want. And it's got a SAMD21. So it's like for Arduino's projects, it's amazing. It's got great support. We've written, we've written so many tutorials and projects and libraries for the SAMD21. Uh, it's got 256K of flash and 32K of RAM. So, you know, compared to like an Arduino Uno, it's got eight times as much of everything. Uh, there's a regulator that can supply 500 milliamps of current. There's a NeoPixel LED, which I will, oh, you know, the NeoPixel will not light up because I programmed it. Um, 
there's a NeoPixel LED here, so it's got full color, and you can turn off the NeoPixel with a power pin. It's got a reset button, so you can get to the bootloader or you can reset your project very easily. Yeah. And it's got that stem. Yes, thank you for the NeoPixel demo. Because I just realized I, I reprogrammed this. Yeah. And then, so let me show, I'm gonna have to back this up so I can show off why I think the QT connector is, is so key. Okay, so focus. Great. Right. So I'm gonna plug this, sorry, I'm gonna plug in a uh, PCT 2075 so is the temperature sensor, and notice it's like it just plugs in with this cable. And then I'm going to chain onto the end an OLED display, like that. And I'm going to plug this in, and I'll, I'll, I'll rearrange everything so it's all visible. So USB-C, so it's like I don't have to worry, did I, did I plug in the cable the right way? It's always the right way. Let's see if this will work. Okay, great. So, um... Now I've got the uh, STEMI QT, the temperature sensor, and the OLED all connected together without any soldering. I just write some Arduino code, or even you, know, you can write some CircuitPython code, and it will, um, in this case, uh, display the temperature. So when I put my finger on it, the temperature goes up a little bit because I'm warmer than the ambient air. Um, it's also got castellated pads, so you can like embed this into a project or product if you like. Um, on the bottom is an optional SPI flash spot. So if you want to add two megabytes of flash, you solder onto the bottom. We may eventually sell a version that has the flash on it, but you know, so people have the nice flat version by default, and then they can add the SPI flash for a couple bucks if they would like. But we've got like 50 or even 60 now plug and play boards you can use from, you know, air quality sensors to um, real time clocks to OLEDs. We've got like a, a big box here of just like distance sensors and yeah. This is accelerometers. And, and one note and that um, Eric put in the chat. So um, GPS units. Eric pointed out, yeah, this this is a well-made board. It is. Thank you. But on top of that, this is still less than like a crummy Arduino clone that doesn't work. Like you Air know, because everyone's like, oh, why would I? Why did you just get that? You could do so much more with this. And so this is one of those ones where it's like, if you're thinking about getting into electronics or you know someone, this is a really low-cost way. And one of the things that we did with Trinket long time ago when we released Trinket was we started putting in, it was a free tier and our freebies. And a lot of people weren't scared to do projects because, oh, well, like nine bucks, 10 bucks, if it like yeah. dies in a project, it's not a $45 dev board. Or I can do lots of things with it. So for five bucks, well, at least five bucks for right now, um, you can do almost anything and not care what happens. And but, you don't have to worry about it. You don't even solder it. Like there's no yeah. soldering required to build most projects, you can just plug and play with any of our I2C boards, and you'd be surprised. Like a lot of sensors and devices are I2C now, so you can, you know, I, I have also one over here. I soldered headers to, and you know, you can plug it into a breadboard, and then you can control a yeah. TFT, or you can do more advanced stuff because you get, you get a lot of pins. You get, um, you know, uh, analog output A0, A1 is analog input. Can I zoom in? You love the zooming in. Uh, analog output on A0, analog in on A1, analog in on A2 and A3. I squirt C, you got UART, which can also do analog. SPI, um, these can all do PWM. You can do I2S. You've got, you know, one of each I squirt C, UART, SPI hardware support. Um, so it's very easy to interface with like any hardware you like. 
You, you can play little audio clips in Arduino. You can um, control displays. You can just have sensor data output yeah. serial, and then you can just plug into your computer and then you know, use it within processing or uh, Unity or, or what have you. So I think it's, you know, I wanted to have a, a trinket-like board with a QT connector, and this just was the perfect size. It's yeah. based off of the Seedwino shell, which is the same pinout, so you can use the same accessories. It's got the same chip, um, but it's a little bit different because this one, of course, has a reset button, yeah. NeoPixel, and um, QT plugs. That's why the layout's a little bit different because I wanted to fit. You know, for me, it's like if it doesn't have a reset button or a NeoPixel, it's kind of tough to use. I really like to have um, an RGB indicator because it kind of tells you if the bootloader is running. Uh, it's also used in CircuitPython to indicate like the state of the runtime, like if it's crashed yeah. or if it needs your attention. Also, it's a great thing for beginners because you can do something like the Hello World blink on it. Yeah. So uh, it's 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 practically a free board. Five dollars is kind of amazing. Anyways. We'll probably have it be a freebie soon too. Yeah, probably. Once so we get more stuff. That is Cutie Pie. Yay! It is cute. It runs Python. If you want one, pick, pick it up now because it's gonna. I, we didn't notify yeah. some of the uh, signups, and we will as soon as we're done with the show. This new product. Okay. Okay. So here's what we're gonna do. We're yeah. gonna tell everyone, please go over to Adafruit. .it slash discord. Join all 25,000 of us. We're going to answer your questions soon, but for right now, it is top secret time. Oh, yeah. It's top Come secret on. time. Oh, my goodness. I guess. It's top secret time. Yeah, we yeah, have yeah, top yeah. secret things. We have I the know, Adafruit I Vault. Know, I'm doing, I'm doing and um, Hold. we do things that are secret, but they're not because we show you live on video. And this week, <laughs> Lady Ada is going to show us something. Oh, yeah, you're killing time because I have I to am? find my cables. A little bit. Okay, great. I found it. <laughs> All right, so you want to zoom out a little bit? Thank you. Zoom controller. Um, so this is a new Featherboard running CircuitPython, and it has the new CAN bus code in it. So uh this chip is the sam e54 it's the kind of a upgrade to the sam d51 which we know and love this one has native can support all you need is a transceiver which you see here and then uh we have these terminal blocks on the end in this case they're wired together and they're communicating so this one is sending messages to this one you can see whenever it sends a message this led blinks whenever it receives a message this led blinks and then when i twist the potentiometer on this one it sends that value over so a lot of people are like, how do I have multiple nodes connected together? I want to send messages. It's like you can do I squared C, but then it's like you know, multi-master, and then you can do UART, but then it's like, what if you have multiple devices and they want to be bi-directional, and then what if you have collisions? And before you know it, you're inventing Ethernet. Well, you don't have to. You can use CAN bus. And, yes, um, you can bus. Yes, you can bus. Uh, and so this is coming soon. It's not out yet. Don't ask. But uh, people will be able to do CAN projects quite easily. With, uh, we'll have Arduino support as well, um, but CircuitPython, we're kind of coming up with an API so that people can do CAN projects. You could connect this to your car, um, or you could just have multiple nodes communicating with each other, like this adorable pair. A and B. Anne and Betty. That's what they're doing. Back in the vault. Back in the vault with you. Okay, so some questions have arrived in Discord. Thank you. And we're going to answer them. So, first up, 
Adafruit, I'm trying to use OpenOCD with a Pi 3 to mass storage program, to mass program my NRF52840 based boards. I got the bootloader burn to work. How can I burn CircuitPython on the same pass? You dev, thank you. Um, I think what you have to do is program in everything, like the bootloader and then load CircuitPython, and then use OpenOCD to read the firmware file, and then you'll have like one gigantic, like one megabyte binary. And then you write that one binary because I don't think OpenOCD is really good when you have like multiple files. I think it just likes to do one file at a time. Okay. Cutie Pie, do any of the pins support a lower power source? Example, can I do three, four, double uh, A battery pack for portability, or would I just need to use a five volt power bank like the ones used for cell phones? A power bank is, is our suggestion. So we wanted to match the Seed Shao design, which does not have a battery input. Uh, the trinket does, but we just there's not enough space to have, you know, both all those different pins. So instead, um, there's basically you you can input power into the VIN pin if you have a diode. So you could use like a battery pack, but you'd have to solder a diode in line, which is a little annoying. But if you're willing to do that, that's one way. Okay, looks like a lot of people are buying them. Yeah, they're five dollars for now, and then later on they won't be. Only for the show. It's a deal. Yeah. Okay. That's why you watch the show. Um, next up, is that Modbus? And then, oh, this is for the top secret, so you don't have to answer if you don't want to. And then, can that board work through 50 feet of Cat5 wire? You can. can? That's, it's optional for you to answer that question now because it's a well. I don't know about Modbus, but if it's if it's based on CAN, if it's a higher layer of CAN, then yeah, you could you could definitely use it with Modbus. Okay. Uh, I'm not using it myself. And then you know, CAN bus, whatever the limit for CAN buses, which is, like, very long. Yeah, cable. Gerald says for RS-485 and go up to 4,000 feet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next up. Do you plan to bring any Lattice FPGAs to the Adafruit shop? No plans right now. Um, we have a couple FPGA boards. Uh, I will say that um, people say they really want FPGA boards, and then we stock them, and then we don't sell any. So it's, it's very yeah. challenging. Um, check out DigiKey. They have tons of FPGA boards for all of your FPGA needs. Yeah, David asked a good question in chat, and Scott answered it, but you can uh, also add. Is everything the Espresso VSP uh, 32S2 really open source, like their library OS? Scott said, no, the ESP IDF it's absolutely is, not open is binary blobs. No, no, no. I don't know why people think Espresso is open source. And they're not. And that's fine. Yeah, they don't like, say they not. are. They're they not. Don't they don't say they, they are. are, and so they, they're, there's no promise. They have great documentation, but... Um, a lot of the low-level stuff is hidden. Yeah, and um, you know, one thing that they don't—they don't slap an open-source label on everything. So the, the expectation is that it isn't. Whatever we touch, whatever we do, it'll be open-source, of course. Um, next up, Adafruit. I understand the Matrix Portal can support 64 by 64. How do you scale font size for the larger display size? Well, um, if you're using Adafruit GFX, you can load custom fonts. You can pass or you can set the text size. Um, ditto with Arduino. In fact, you can look at the Ruth Bader Ginsburg project we did. Um, I show how to take the normal terminal font and you scale it up by like two or three. And there's like a scale, font, you know, argument yeah. you put in. Okay. Uh, next up, I'll take a crack at this one. Are electronic kits dead or is the world all about dev boards? So here's what I'll say. The answer is a little bit of both. So the expectation is um, the new... Adafruit Cutie Pie, five dollars USB C, shows up as a USB drive. There, there's kits, but yeah. the problem is that there's a lot of the coolest yeah. components are no longer through. So the expectation is no soldering, easy, like basically Stemma plugging in stuff, basically plug and play Lego like, um, 
easy programming like CircuitPython. That's the expectation, and yeah. it needs to be five bucks or yeah. like ten bucks or you know. Yeah. Now for kits, for people who really want to solder, there's a few things that are challenging, and I think it's going to be a little bit more challenging now because soldering kits is really good in a workshop setting, like a hackerspace, makerspace, we don't do that anymore. or a classroom setting. Where there's like, you know, people breathing, people breathing and talking and seeing each other. And obviously that's on pause a little bit. So I think the idea of lots of three hole solder kits is it will always be around. There'll always be something. But I think what we're going to see one day is a combination of the two. So you can imagine something like the cutie pie as like the low cost brains. And then it kind of breaks out and then you solder in the things that you want. Yeah. So you can imagine but people want, yeah, they want more things like that. Yeah, it's just there's just not you, people absolutely do solder kits. There are solder kits, um, but kits in of themselves. The thing is, is I think when kits were popular, honestly, there wasn't a lot you could do with electronics. Like just to be totally blunt, like all you could do was build like a radio, or you could build like a buzzer. Like there was just like you all you could do is build a blinking Christmas tree kit because there wasn't. There wasn't programmability. There wasn't like well, here's sensors. An... So you were stuck with like, well, I might as well make this really basic kit. Now there's like so much stuff you can get to the internet. You can do Bluetooth. Yeah. You can have sensors. You can like data log. You can. Here's you, an example. Yeah. You make an LED. You know, you put a, you solder in a bunch of LEDs to get solder practice. Yeah. But on the board itself, the thing that you didn't have to solder is Wi-Fi or Bluetooth, and then you control it with your phone. Yeah. So I think that's the future, but I do think that we're just in the middle of something else right now, which is workshop settings are really hard to do. Yeah. You're not going to have 30 people in the room. It's yeah. not. Yeah. It's not going to be that for now. Okay, next up. Can I power the QD Pi via 5-volt pin or only via USB-C? You can power it through that pin. Um, we'll post up the schematic, but it's it's got a diode between USB and that pin, so you can power it. Um... You can power in just fine. Just be aware that when USB plugs in, it will send power through that pin out. Yeah. So you have to have a diode on your power supply into it, or it should be just able to handle a 5-volt input. Any plans for ESP32 radio kit? Nothing about it. Okay. People really like the stream this week. Uh, next up, does the Atten 65 soldering iron come with a non-corrosive tip? Yes. All of, all of the soldering irons we stock have good tips on them, and then you can always get more... Hacker compatible tips. Okay. I think we are through most, if not all, the questions. Looks like we are. Cool. I believe Uh, someone says they're laying on a board and have been prototyping with the PowerBoost 1000C and was going to use the same schematics and parts on it. Great. Um, is there any magic in the layout, power supply, noise, coil, capacitor, wine, any recommendations? You, you know, you just look at the data sheet or app note for that boost converter chip. I don't remember if it's a TPS something something. And they have layout hints and notes and just do what they say. Okay. Uh, when will the learning guide uh, for BrainCraft be out very soon? we got to wrap it up. Sorry about that. I had a uh, doctor's appointment, and it sort of it took me a little longer to recover, but um, I'm going to be working on that tomorrow. Yeah. We will get it out as soon as possible. Promise. Thanks for your patience. Thank you for holding tight. I, yeah. I, I will get we, it out. We didn't want to hold on to them in stock. We wanted to get them out as fast as yeah. possible. So, And we also figured, like, well, you know. I'm halfway done with it, too. Yeah. I just have to, like, finish the TFT part, and I'll publish it. All right. Um... There's no discount code today, August Digital, but if you go to adafruit.com slash cutiepie, they're $5 right now. 
Um, does the new spring clamp make a boingy sound? No, but theoretically what you could do is have the ion MPI product, the little MP3 thing. It does make a, I mean, it's a little boingy. It, but you could have it so when you do that, it's connected and yeah. it's turning off the boing. It's, it's a very slight boingy sound. Um, do you know when those Mechanum wheels are going to be back in stock? I, think we're I don't know. They sold out. They, you know what's funny? Like, they didn't sell and they all sold out. Yeah. Uh, sign up. I'm, I'm working really hard, like, every day. I'm trying to get as much stuff back in stock because I know we had a few months of... It was just challenging uh, getting things in stock and getting uh, things purchased. But uh, we have uh, a newfound direction and goal to getting more and more in stock. So sign up, and I, I think we'll be able to get them soon. All right, and... Uh, Thanks to Dan, who said, uh, you know, we were talking about a lot of the social injustice stuff, a lot of the things that are going on with women's rights um, from uh, the legacy of RBG. And uh, he said, thanks for talking about things with compassion and logic. It's all we can do. Um, we live in this world, too. And so I think, you know, we have our little platform here, and I think we manage to bring people together each week. It's important things on our, to our team, important things to our community. So we just say, like, you know, there's a, there's a way forward, and I, I know it's going to be hard, and I, and I know we just have to be better to each other and treat each other better. And I don't think you can ignore this stuff. I think I think you have to figure out. It's uncomfortable. It's awkward. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to stumble. But instead of you know just ignoring things, I think if we if we have tough conversations and figure out ways to be better to to each other, that's it. Because uh, this is all we got. Things didn't go in the direction we thought they were uh, after March. Uh, yeah. We, st we have a long road ahead. And I think that's one of the realizations um, we were talking about. We definitely about live this. in interesting times. One of the realizations is like, hey, you know what? This is going to, there's a lot of things that we can use this as an opportunity to fix stuff and fix stuff for a lot of people. Um, so, with that, that's our show this week, everybody. Thanks, everybody. And we'll see you next week. Um, special thanks to, let me get to the chat. I want to say hi. To? To Jesse May. Thank you, Jesse May, for running things behind the scenes. And thank you, everybody in our Adafruit community, our remote team members, our Adafruit team members, folks that are putting stuff in their carts. Thank you so much. Um, we did this special treat. Don't tell anybody about the $5 cutie pie because it's going to change soon. Just do this for you. Do it for you now. Secret. It's okay to be a little selfish. This one is okay. This one. This one time. This one time. I know. So we'll see everybody next week, 8 p.m. All right. Thanks, um, everybody. Check out GP shows tomorrow. Um, I think I got all the questions. We also put some Matrix portals in the shop. People want to pick those up. They're also on sale. Uh, mostly because yeah. I actually did bad math when I set the price. So uh, I'm keeping the price for now, but I will unfortunately yeah. have to change it. I got, right. a, I got a warning email today saying, why is the price so low? And I'm like, you're right. All right. Thank you, everybody. A lot of people like to show tonight. So All right, that's sweet. Good. Okay. Thanks, thanks folks. Everyone. We will it's see you. It's the dinosaurs. You. Ah. <laughs> there you go. She's satisfying. Yeah. The scientist didn't, just because it could, didn't mean they should have. I know. Why did we make these? Dinosaurs. Why did we give these legs? Yeah. All right. That's our show for tonight, everybody. Here's your moment of Zener. We'll see you next week.